Welcome to episode one, seven beginner mistakes to avoid when investing in real estate. You're listening to Making Lemonade, the podcast. When life hands you lemons, you better slay or be slayed. Stay tuned for a collection of stories, techniques, and tricks that will inspire, motivate, but most importantly, educate you on how to live a life of happiness and wealth despite your circumstances. Now, without further ado, here's your host, Tiffany D. Hello, so I am so excited. This is my very first episode of my podcast, Making Lemonade, and I have been wanting to touch on this topic for a long time. So on my Facebook, Encourage Millions, I've been going into real estate investing. And if you're new to this podcast, I am Tiffany D. I am the founder of Encourage Millions, which is a online tech and financial hub for the working professional and entrepreneurs. And basically, I teach others how to increase their wealth, take control of their finances and start businesses that they desire. So we've been on the Facebook page and I've been doing some Facebook lives And I've also been talking to individuals about why they haven't started in real estate and that they should and why it is a great time to start in it now. So I wanted to do this podcast to just give you a little background on what I've done in real estate and to also teach you seven mistakes that beginners make when they start to invest in real estate. Now, let's get into it. So a little background on me. So I (laughs) did not know anything about real estate when I invested in my first property. So I found my first property um, on a government site, which is HUDHomestore.com. And basically my first investment property was a HUD home. And I invested in this HUD home. Um, It was only $14,000. I didn't know how I would get the funds. I I really didn't know what I would do. And I remember going to my realtor and I asked her, I said, how would I get $14,000? I mean, I I have student loan debt. How? And she just was casually just said, hey, go to your credit union, get you a personal loan. And so I remember for about... Maybe for about six months leading up to me investing in this property, I just immersed myself with everything real estate online. So I wouldn't say that I was completely blind when I when I started to really go for it and make the jump to invest in this property. But I I knew a little. I didn't know a lot. So I took her advice. I contacted my credit union and I got my um, personal loan for $15,000 and I bid on the property and I actually won the bid. But because I didn't know anything about real estate, I won the bid, (laughs) but I never borrowed the money to do the actual rehab. So What I ended up doing was using my own money and I I ended up using a credit card, a mixture of the two. And I, looking back, I wouldn't have done that. Looking back, I would have used 
the loan that I got from the credit union, I would have gotten more. And so that was looking back at my first property. That was one big mistake that I made. And so when I started to um, go into detail on my Facebook about what I was doing, individuals were asking me, you know, how did you secure funding? Um, How did you get the money? Most people think that it's hard to start investing and it's really not. I really, um, my, my pride and joy is investing in properties that people would call the hood. Because I feel as though, to me, I'm passionate about making these areas look better than what they're looking. I'm passionate about bringing generational wealth and I'm passionate about bringing back businesses to the low income areas that people call the ghetto or the hood. So this was something that I was very passionate about and it's what led me to basically um, start my signature course planning for buy back the block. And so buy back the block will be my signature course that I'm launching that will teach a real estate investor from beginning to end how to go about getting started in this industry. So let's dive into the seven mistakes that real estate investors make when they're first starting out. One, the very first mistake that, I, that I've that i noticed other real estate investors make that I've noticed individuals that speak to me and they talk about, you know, how they want to get started and what they're going to do. They mess up by buying properties at market value. Market value is what the home would be worth if it was sold today. A lot of individuals see, you know, a home that's listed and they think, oh, I'm just going to buy it and I'm going to rent it out or I'm going to buy it and I'm going to flip it. Most of the time, the best deals are not listed and you have to really take heed to what I'm saying. Most of the time, the best deals are not listed. I looked up by getting my first property um on that government site but my second property was not listed at all it was just sitting there and so what you need to do you need to buy at least 70 percent of market value is ideal you don't want to jump in buying at asking price you you want to you want to get a deal because what's going to happen is that when you buy as low as you can and not all low price homes are great because they could be low priced but they could have a lot of work that needs to be done to them what you need to do is you need to purchase lower than market value so if a home is listed at forty four thousand dollars you you really need to try to see if you can get that home at 30 or or 35 you need to get lower than what it's listed at The reason for that is that you want to make sure that each property that you're buying, that you're buying into equity because equity is what's going to help you build your wealth. And if you don't know what equity is, equity is basically the basically what you have worth in a home. So, for instance, let's say that you buy a property for forty thousand dollars. 
but that property can go on the market today for $60,000. That means you have $20,000 worth of worth of equity in this property and you can leverage that equity to invest and do other things. I've seen people use that equity to pay off debt, to help their kids go to college, to um, buy a car, anything. So you really have to make sure that you are not buying at market value. You need to buy below market value. And don't don't think that, you know, hey, I'm missing out on what she's saying because I'm going to have a link for you to get the show notes so you can go to encouragemillions.com slash one and there will be show notes and there's also going to be a free PDF document blueprint that you can download that's going to go back over these mistakes for you and also include the links to these different tools that I'll be talking about today. So that's the first um, actual mistake that newbie investors make. They buy at market value. You don't need to do that. You need to buy below market value. The second mistake that newbie investors make is not doing due diligence. You need to do your due diligence on the property. This means you need to invest in a home inspection. You need to get contractors out and get three quotes. You need to make sure they are licensed contractors. You need to make sure that um, not only are they, they, they're licensed, you need to check their reviews. One um, website that I use to find my team that I've actually started building to help me on all of these real estate investments are, um, it was thumbtag.com and thumbtag. I don't even know how I came across this website, but I came across the site and I remember just going, putting in what I was looking for. And luckily I came across two individuals that I use now I've used on both of two of my properties and I will use from here on out until they leave this earth <laughs> because they were awesome. They were licensed. They were great. And I checked their reviews and I, I checked their referrals. So this um, thumbtack was a really good tool that I use to go find these contractors. You have to do your due diligence. Not doing your due diligence is going to leave you with mistakes. One mistake I can tell you about not doing your due diligence. I followed the advice of a family friend and I used an electrician that was not licensed. Now, he used to be licensed. He was very well known in the city. Great guy, but he was not licensed. And in turn, what happened was that I had to shell out more money to a new electrician because I could not finish the electrical inspection on my home because I used someone that was not licensed. When someone isn't licensed, let me tell you something. They're not able to pull permits. Okay? That's a big deal. Because when you're rehabbing properties, you have to get everything inspected. And if you use unlicensed professionals, you run the risk 
of um, hurting yourself in the long run. And you don't want to do that. So that's the second mistake that I see newbie investors make. The third mistake that I see newbie investors make is using too much of your own money. Listen, I, I talked about this in the beginning. I used a credit card and I used my own money to fund my rehab. That could have been a tremendous disadvantage for me. But because I've mastered taking control of my finances, paying my bills on time, keeping my debt to income ratio in check, I made sure that whatever I could to pay that credit card off, I did. And so this industry, what you must understand, this industry is a other people's money industry. You want to use someone else's money. You never want to use your own money. And most people may not agree with me when I say that, but it's true. You don't want to continue to use your money to fund these projects. You don't want to get a lot of your money invested into these projects. You want to try to get funding, whether it's with a, a credit union, a bank, whether you have, um, whether you raise the money, whether you have a hard money lender. A hard money lender is someone that you can get with and they will finance with you. You can also go into seller financing. The seller of that property could actually hold the mortgage and you just finance with them instead of going to an actual bank. So this is an industry where you want to use other people's money. The fourth mistake that I see newbie investors make, they have no budget. They get the property and they say, oh, well, I'm about to fix this property up and I'm about to make this amount of money and I'm about to flip it and I'm about to rent it out. But they don't really have a budget. They didn't really estimate the repairs. So when you first go and you're looking at these properties, you need to take, I would suggest when you're going to have home inspection done, I would suggest to have a contractor that you know you're going to work with to do these repairs to come with you and give you a little estimate on what he thinks it would cost to complete the rehab on the property. You want to know that. And when you do get that number, you want to add 10% onto that number for unforeseen events. By unforeseen events, I mean you want to be able to not, um, you want to be able to have that cushion if something comes up like, oh, the home had asbestos or the home has mold. You know, you have to get licensed professionals in to clean that and get rid of that. So you really want to work on budgeting and knowing exactly how much the entire investment is going to cost you. That matters because you want to know how much is your purchase, how much is your rehab, how much would you get your return on your investment if you flipped it, or if you're deciding to do a buy and hold, which is buying a property and holding it, or, or buying it and holding it as a rental. You want to know how much you're going to make 
within the next couple of years by renting this property out? Are you going to get your return on your investment? You want to be able to know how to budget. The fifth mistake that I see um, newbie investors um, make is not understanding their cash flow. A lot of investors want to invest, but they've never really sat down and th- and and did their research. You have to do your research on the area. You need to know what other properties around you are going for in rent. You need to know um, if you were to put that property on Section 8, how much would you get for Section 8? You need to know how much is it going to cost monthly for Things that you can include in the rent, such as alarm, such as maintenance. Um, If you want to pay the utilities, include that in the rent. You need to know all of the expenses that's going to be associated with the home. If you're going to have a property management company, they normally get 10% of the rent, 10 to 15% of the rent. You need to know that amount so that when you get into writing out your rent, Write out your expenses. You need to have a cash flow. So let's say your your rent is $800. And let's say you got a mortgage loan that you're paying or the credit union loan that you got in the beginning is $200. Okay, that leaves you with $600. Let's say that um, you're, by the time you add in a property management fee, and the alarm, or let's say you have someone come cut the grass, let's say that's another $200. Okay, well, that leaves you with, we said 800 minus 600, well, 800 minus 200 for the loan, that's $600, minus another $200, that leaves you with a $400 a month cash flow. That's a great cash flow for a first property. And if you have money saved up and you do want to use your own funds and you buy the home in cash, that's even better because you don't have a mortgage on a property. So you can leverage even more and you can um, know your cash flow and create more wealth for yourself, more savings. A lot of investors do not really sit down and work out and write out their cash flow and their expenses. That is a big mistake that people make. Number six, not building a team of experts. Guys, this is important. You want to, from the beginning, you want to build a team of experts. You want to, once you you meet these people, you want to get into the habit of building that relationship. You want to be able to work with them on the first home and then next time say, you know what, what what deal can you give me on this next house? Don't be surprised because guess what? They will give you a deal because if if you're going to be working with them on multiple homes and they see that you're serious, they're going to be loyal to you. They're going to want to work with you. They're going to refer you to other people you could possibly partner with maybe another investor that they know on a property, you can get deals that way. And that is a a big mistake that I see um, some newbie investors make. They meet 
they meet with these contractors. They probably work with them once and they're done. They don't build a relationship with them. They don't keep in touch with them. Listen, my first contractors, the two guys I told you that I, I will remain loyal to until they leave this earth. I gave them Christmas cards. I gave them a, a gift card in their Christmas card. Christmas card. I'm not just going to, you know, hey, I'm just using you for this house and goodbye. No, because I know I'm going to need them in the future. And I hate to, word, to use the word use, but we are all using each other. But I learned so much from them when it came to materials, when it came to plumbing, when I mean, I learned a lot. So these are some individuals that I will be forever indebted to because they helped on my first rental property. They helped on my upcoming properties and they helped on a property that I already had. So I am forever indebted to them. Now, the last um, mistake that I see individuals make when investing in real estate, and this is a big one, y'all. They do not have an exit strategy. They do not have an exit strategy. Let me read you something here that I'm looking at. Start with the end in mind. That's a quote that I that I love. Start with the end in mind. When you first start getting your properties, you need to know what is your end goal. Are and these are just some some exit strategies. I'm going to go down the list for you. Number one, are you going to do a traditional sale of the home once you're once you've decided to exit? Are you going to do a traditional sale? So are you going to use another real estate agent and do a sale with them? Or are you going to do it for sale by owner where you sell your property yourself and you don't use a real estate agent? Or are you going to do seller financing? Seller financing is where you will continue to care the mortgage, but you allow this individual, you allow the individual that wants to buy your home or your investment property, you allow them to pay you monthly. You're basically their bank. Or are you going to do a rent to own or lease to purchase where you allow your tenant to lease the home and with the hopes of buying it in the future? That is a big, um, those are big strategies, exit strategies that a lot of newbie investors don't think because a lot of us don't think about the end. But guess what? You can invest in as many properties as you want, but it's going to come a time when you need to get rid of these properties where you may have to liquidate your assets and use those funds for something. And I'm going to give you one bonus here leverage equity a lot of newbie investors do not understand this you just got a property you have twenty thousand dollars in equity in this property you have another home that you can purchase for nine thousand dollars leverage the equity from that home that you fixed up and now you have a renter in use that equity and purchase the $9,000 home. This is just an example. I'm just throwing out numbers here, y'all. 
This is something that a lot of newbie investors do not think about. And it's something that you should think about. Because if you, let's say you got the first property, you had no problems getting that loan. But let's say you're having problems getting a a bigger loan. You want to invest in something bigger from the bank. Well, guess what? You're more able to get a line of equity loan than just going in trying to get a mortgage loan or a regular loan. So these different mistakes I want to throw out here so that people won't make a lot of mistakes like I did. A lot of mistakes I see other investors make. This is very important. So what I'm going to do for you, make sure you go to encouragemillions.com forward slash the number one, just the number one, not the word just the number one and what's going to be there for you are going to be the show notes from today from this podcast and you're going to get a free pdf blueprint that you can download and that you can keep close by so that you can have with yourself so that you can remember these things when you're getting ready to invest in your property so um, that pdf blueprint is going to go it's going to have some actual examples on there for you and it's going to really help you a lot when you're getting into investing in your first property so stay tuned i can't wait to jump into the next episode with you and thank you for checking out encourage millions again please go and download that um those show notes is going to be at encouragemillions.com forward slash one, the number one. Thanks. Have a good one, guys.